Welcome to another edition of TSC Music Radio's podcast, where we specialize in perpetuating and promoting the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music. Today, we have an incredible team of people with us. They come by way of several areas around the country and, of course, around the world. This is Summit International School of Ministry.
And we're back, and we're glad to have with us at Times Square Church the student body of Summit International School of Ministry. Welcome. Welcome. And for those who are joining us for the first time, we are delighted uh, that you are tuning in with us, that you've downloaded this podcast, and we do pray and trust that it will be a blessing to you as you tune in with us for the next hour. Let me give you a little bit of background uh, on Summit International. In 1993, the school property was purchased, uh, and then the building built on that property in 94. It was in 94, so that Pastor David Wilkerson, our founding pastor of Times Square Church, and of course, World Challenge, uh, introduced the school in his newsletter. In 1996, the Manor House was built, which was the main campus building. And in 1998, the church was opened to the public. 2003, the international internship began, where they began to invite students from around the world. In 2005, the school was approved to issue M1 visas for international students. And again, in 2008, the name of the school was changed from Mount Zion School of Ministry to Mount Zion International School of Ministry to reflect the growing number of international students who attended. In 2009, Summit received approval to issue F1 student visas for international students. And then in 2010, Pastor Teresa Collin accepted the position as President And here we are today in 2012. The name of the school has been changed to Summit International School of Ministry. Everybody's excited. There have been some major changes. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but we're excited about the fact that people have come from around the world, and they're in this room at the crossroads of the world in New York City, to talk about the love of Christ and what brought them to Pennsylvania out of all states. Went to Pennsylvania to seek the Lord. Amen. And we thank God for all of you today. We have with us the music director from Summit International, and her name is Christina Godshell. Welcome, Christina. Thank you, Greg. We're glad to have her. And for our listening audience, we've got about 100, what, 35, 140 students in this room uh, this afternoon, and we thank God for every single one of them. We're going to get to some of them in a little bit. Christina, welcome. Thank you very much. We're glad to have you. You've been with us uh, for a few years now. Uh, you've been coming to Times Square Church with the student body for how long? Well, this is my fourth year on staff, but I came for three years before that as a student, so seven years in all. So you are a graduate, mm-hmm. and now you're on staff. I graduated in 2008 and stayed on after that, so I've been here ever since. Awesome. So let's, this is what's seven years of your your life so mm-hmm. far. I came when I was 18, and I've been here ever since then. Wow. So 18 plus 7, blah, 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 blah. never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so glad. But when you started, obviously you were a student. You were not married. Mm-hmm. You graduated. Mm-hmm. You joined the staff. Mm-hmm. You are now married. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got closer to the Lord, and he got closer... Amen. He brought somebody he brought closer to you. Wonderful. <laughs> your husband's here. I want him to come and just tell our audience, share your name, your social security number, credit card, all that good stuff. No. I can only remember the first three digits. <laughs> anyway. Well, my name is Nick Godshell. And, uh, yeah, I'm not really in music ministry, but she is. And <laughs> we get to work together a lot doing chapels awesome. and Sunday services at the at the church. But Nick, you are on staff at Summit. Yes, sir, I am. And your role is? I am a faculty member. I get to teach a few classes there. Uh, so 
the students here in the room are they, they hear from me probably too much uh, in their <laughs> minds, and uh, I lead a uh, an outreach program there to uh, teenagers in inner city Harrisburg. Wonderful, wonderful. The school is located in Grantville, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Uh, I had the privilege of being out there about two weeks ago, I think it was, uh, for the second year in a row where you guys held your uh, annual revival meetings and, and a wonderful time with Pastor Carter. And uh, uh, and this year was the first time you opened those meetings up, I believe, to the public. Is that right? Yes. We had several people from the outside come in and even uh, from different surrounding churches, youth groups came, and it was a great time to be with the community and different churches in our area. Amen. Wonderful. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about, because music with a mission, yes, is about music with a mission. So it's beyond the four walls of just music and notes and singing and playing. So let's get into it. You've got your worship team with you. A good, mm-hmm. good portion of them are here. Give me a little bit of uh, what they do and what role they play. Yeah, I can. We are a big group because we do chapels a Tuesday through Friday as well as Sunday. So we have rotating schedules throughout the week, which give us a good opportunity to feature students from all of our classes, first year, second year, and third year. So I'll just call a few of them out or we'll start down here. My name is Pavel. I play keyboard in Summit International School of Ministry, and I'm from Ukraine originally. My name is Polly, and I'm from Delaware, and I play the guitar and the bass, and I lead worship on the worship team. My name is Avery, and I'm from upstate New York, and I'm a backup singer. My name is Jonathan, and I'm a guitar player, and I'm from Colorado Springs. My name is Josiah. I'm from Iowa, and I'm a worship leader, and I play guitar. My name is Tim. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I play guitar and the bass. My name is Matt. I'm from Houston, Texas. I play the piano and lead worship. My name is Yonette, and I'm from Finland, and I lead worship. My name is Caitlin. I'm a married student. I play piano and lead worship, and I'm from Panama City, Florida. My name is Ethan. I'm a percussionist and a backup singer, and I'm from West Africa, Cameroon. My name is Yukam, and I'm from Finland, and I play drums. My name is Sid. I am a backup singer, and I am from Central Canada. My name is Jesse. I play the guitar and the drums, and I am from Kentucky. My name is Danielle, and I'm a backup singer, and I'm from Colorado Springs. My name is Jose. I'm a backup singer, and I'm from Mexico. My name is Katie. I'm from New York, upstate, and I'm a backup singer. My name is Emmanuel. I'm a backup singer, and I'm from France. My name is Bethany. I'm from the state of Vermont, and I'm a backup singer. My name is Jasmine. I'm from Southern California, and I play the keyboard. We have students from all over this country and from other countries, Finland, South Africa, Mexico, well, country, yes, Um, Ukraine, yes. How did you hear about Summit, and what brought you from Ukraine? Well, I have been living in the United States for 10 years now, and uh, I was driving in 81, and I just saw the property from the bus. We're doing a tour, and the desire came to just come to this school and to learn more because Pastor David is really known in Europe, uh, especially among Slavic communities. And were you already a Christian when you, obviously, but yes. you were already walking with the Lord for a season. What made you want to go to Bible school? Uh, I felt a call of God upon my life, and also I wanted to come to this particular school because it's a good place uh, to get to know God personally for you, not just a religion, not just to know God, about God, but to get to know him personally for yourself. Amen, amen. Now, this brother, percussionist, is from Cameroon, you said? South? Yeah, I'm from West Africa originally, but um, I've been living in the States for about 13 years. And what made you want to go to Summit? Uh, like Paul said, you know, I felt the call of God in my life. I felt like this is the school that I can 
learn how to worship, learn how to walk with God daily, you know, and know how to manage my time in the real world when I leave. Mm. So it was a good place. Amen. Your music experience is what? What is your background? Well, um, as I said, I'm from Louisiana. I'm a pastor's daughter and a pastor's granddaughter. So my musical background began about two years old, getting on the platform with a microphone and singing. And I've been there ever since. I don't really have any formal training or anything like that, but I've always loved to sing. And um, as I was sharing with you the other day at the revival services, when you're the pastor's family, you kind of become the band no matter where you are. So my mom plays the bass and the piano. They threw us on, taught us how to play, and we've been doing music. I have three. I have two other sisters, so we're three girls, and we all sang my whole life. So that's it's been my musical background. Amen. Amen. So growing up in the church, mm-hmm. preach a PK in a sense, and a yeah. PK grand PK. Oh, that's, that's or a GPK or GPK, what? That would yeah. Be, yeah. Have to... <laughs> <laughs> I am a GPK. <laughs> but no musical background. No, no, I mean no music. No professional experience. None. No, no training. In other words, no, no uh, formal training. No, not at uh, all. So how do you find being thrust? into this position uh you were a student and you were fine with that you were probably a part of this choir or part of the student body uh but then now you find yourself leading 135 students plus how how do you deal with that if you would have asked me when i was standing on Times Square's platform as part of this body that I would be directing them one day. I probably would have took off running the opposite direction and never came back. But when it was, I came into this position on staff, I just really have felt the grace of God even giving me wisdom to know things I didn't know. I asked a lot of questions to people that did know and just uh, just really gave it to the Lord and asked him to lead me and guide me. And sometimes I feel like I'm a little puppet and he's directing my hands. I really shouldn't know how to do the things that I'm doing, mm-hmm. but somehow that wisdom is there. And I try to learn what I can just by reading or by talking to people that have more experience with me and gaining knowledge in that way as well. Awesome. Yeah, puppet is a good place to be. Amen. Uh, <laughs> sitting next to you is our good friend, Matt Doherty. Matt served with us uh, for a few years here at Times Square Church. Matt, welcome. Hi. Good, good to be here. It was awesome to see you. I remember you coming and tell us that you were going to be registering to go to Mount Zion then, and then now, of course, Summit. You've been there three years plus, I yep. believe, right? And you're already a graduate. Yep, just graduated you're, last year. And now on you're staff on staff year, now, yeah. and you're serving as a worship leader. Matt served in our Friday night ensemble for a little while, and then he served in special events. So he did a lot of stuff around here. Served with our special special events department with Loretta Bush and... Uh, Matt did everything. He was an intern for a while and singer for a while. What what brought you to New York when you did come to New York? Well, I originally moved here. Uh, I had gotten a degree in music theater and had to be on Broadway, had to come to New York. And uh, God met me in, in a real powerful way as I was coming up. And so when I got here, I asked the first Christian, a Christian actor I knew, I said, where do you go to church? He says, I go to Times Square Church. It's in a Broadway theater. And so that was my beginning and knowledge of, of Times Square and just to come in here and see the life and uh, the hundred different nationalities in there worshiping out of an experience with God was powerful. And that began the, the journey of God drawing me and drawing me and drawing me to the point where I would originally or what I would eventually give it all and become an intern. Mm. Now, did God shut down all of the other Broadway opportunities and then bring you to Broadway to a church out of all places. I mean, what happened? <laughs> well, at, at first, I started uh, hitting, the, hitting the auditions and uh, working as a, as a waiter and just coming to church. And I would get jobs and, and go on them, but it was, a very, it was very empty. And it was, it was like 
sand in an oyster. It just did not fit. I was never, ever happy. And uh, eventually, the Lord would just draw me and draw me and draw me into a place where he was just like, it's either this or, or, or this. What are you going to choose? Mm. You know? and, and you made your choice. Yeah. Glad you choice. did. Oh, yeah. We, we've benefited from Matt being with us here at TSC. And then, of course, I'm sure some at uh, can say the same. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. All right. Now I got to go down the line cause Nick is sitting over there. Nick said he's not musical at all, but Nick's got a last name that has always interests me. God shall <laughs> tell me, Nick, where, where did that come from? Well, the etymology of the, and no, I'm just kidding. There's yeah, th- this was a conceived name. If I could put it that way. Um, it actually used to be a very long Greek last name, which I'm not even going to bother trying to. <laughs> it was, okay, by the prompting of the audience, it was uh, Sparopolis. Very long last name. People would mispronounce it all the time. It was misspelled all the time. And uh, people would make a valiant effort, could never get it right. Uh, but the long and the short of it was we changed our last name. Uh, from that to uh, God shall just some things that come up in our family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was just the direction uh, the Lord was taking us. And, uh, you know, my dad didn't want to do anything out there in left field. And he said, you know, God, just not really knowing what else to ask for. He said, God, give us a sign. that This is not just some insane thing that we're doing. And, you know, one day he and I were out driving in the car and the, in the opposite lane, oncoming traffic, uh, there's three tractor trailers right in a row, and on the side of each one it says, God shall, God shall, God shall, in big giant letters. It's like a window company where we lived or something like that. We didn't know it was, it was even existing. Uh, and I said, hey, do you think that's a sign? And he, you know, almost slammed on the brakes and said, oh, my goodness. And, you know, he typed up this whole little testimony about what God was doing in our family and, you know, what our heart behind this decision was. And, uh, you know, my mom was volunteering in a law office and she passed that written up testimony around and, you know, people were really inspired by it. And one of the, uh, the attorneys there came to her and said, you know, just as a way to thank you for what you've done, if this is something you guys really want to do, um, we'll do this for free. We'll take this case, make sure you get your day in court and you can legally change your name. And, uh, the long and the short of it was we had our day in court, um, the judge, asked my sister and I if we had any objections. We had none. And uh, so he brought the gavel down, and we were the God Shall family since Amen. that day. That was great. Amen. <laughs> and look what he's done. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Wonderful. We'll be right back. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is a provider. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God, God is merciful. God is a husband to the widow. God is the one with your answer. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio, where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church in New York City. The Bible speaks in the Old Testament of a man called Nehemiah who was going about his day when a word came to him that something he held very, very dear in his heart had, had been destroyed. He was so sorrowful that he began to pray. And in the midst of his prayers, God gave him a commission to go back and rebuild that which had fallen down all around the people that he loved. He went and he began to work 
And in his work, he began to continuously pray. And as he prayed, God gave this man divine wisdom. In that divine wisdom, the miraculous began to happen. Other people began to be inspired to rebuild as well. In 52 days, the miraculous was done. If you will pray, I promise you that God will begin to do the miraculous in your life. It is time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. We're back with Summit International School of Ministry. Now, many of the student body just finished an internship here a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. And a lot of them, if you've interned with us uh, in this past year, won't you stand? Just stand up where you are. Amen. Wonderful. One, two, three, four, five, six, ten, twelve, thirteen, fifteen. Uh, at least 15 of you served here, and we were just blessed uh, to have you. We're going to talk to you guys in a little bit. We we thank God for the life and for the uh, service of Sister Catherine Logan, who was the first president of Summit International. And uh, and then, of course, now, uh, as recent as last year, uh, our very own Pastor Teresa Conlon has become uh, the new president of Summit uh, I imagine some things have changed. She's got a different style uh, of leadership, am I right? And uh, I know you've been blessed by her. We are blessed by her here. Uh, we tried to get her here today, but she's got a full day, I understand. And then, of course, uh, Pastor Carter wasn't feeling so well, so I think she's taking advantage of, amen, some hubby time uh, with uh, Pastor Carter, and we thank God for it. But we look in the back of this Martha back there. Martha was a, is a former YPC as well as so many others. Uh, it's so awesome to look at so many of your faces who have come through Times Square Church or have served in some capacity or another. I want to ask, start asking some questions because I want to get down to some real meaty stuff here. Because all of you serve, uh, you, you attend this school because, so you're students, you're students at this school. Uh, but then at the same time, you go out and you do internships and you serve in various capacities of ministry. Now, uh, I assume that everybody in Summit is not necessarily feeling the Lord calling them to preach, or maybe he is, or to pastor, or maybe he is. Some of you maybe feel like you're being called to 
to be missionaries or maybe you're called to IT, you know, or maybe you're called to something else. Uh, I saw a lady in the back shake her head. I'm going to ask her to come up here. And while you're coming, <laughs> Esther clearly shook her head. No, I'm not called to preach, not called to pastor. What, uh, what are you feeling the Lord called you to do? First, tell us, is this your first or second year? What year are you in, Esther? <laughs> She's coming. She's coming. Yay for Esther. What do you feel the Lord called me to do? I feel like since um, ever since I was little, I loved giving to people. I love ministering to them, whether it was just ministering to them if they were sick or hurting or needed a prayer, or things like that. And I've always just had a heart for people that were brokenhearted and who were rejected and lonely because I've been there myself before. And I just, my heart always goes out to those people. And so I, I just want to have a heart that, um, it's just tentative to God's voice and just to, to stretch out my hand, just like Jesus did to so many people when he was on, on this earth, he ministered to so many people, whether they were leopards or, um, those that were rejected that were put to the side. And I just want to be used however God has me to be used. Some might consider that menial work, if you will. Uh, what do you say to the person who graduates from 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 Bible school, and how does that help you do what you feel that the uh, you know the Lord's given you a burden to do, and it's not preaching? How does Bible school help you to do that? Well, I know for me, these three years, God's shown me so much. He's shown me who I am through Him. That it doesn't matter what the world says, my peers say in the world that you know you're worthless or you're ugly or this or that, you know and you're very insecure in yourself, but it matters what the Lord says because God sees a jewel. He sees a gem in each one of us. And if we open our hearts to him and surrender our lives completely to him and be transparent before him that we can be used no matter what, even if it's just down the block, our neighbor, you know, or if it is going to Africa, whatever it is that, again, I can't repeat it enough, but just having that surrendered heart just just open to going out, even if it means going out of your comfort zone. Because I know even on internship, God had me get out of my comfort zone so much. And even through that, I just saw God's hand and how he just, he just ministered to me. So just, he opened. Amen. Very good. Good. Thank you. Alexandria is sitting over there. Come on up to the microphone. Let's welcome Alexandria. She's also our third year, am I right? Yes, sir. Awesome. She grew up in this church, I believe, and mm-hmm. was part of YPC at an early part of KPC, too. Were you in the kids' choir? Yes, I was. Wow. <laughs> so, so she's been here for, amen, for a minute, as, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> what do you feel the Lord calling you to do, Alexandria? Ever since I was a little girl, I've always felt a calling from the Lord to full-time ministry and missions. And I believe God used this school as a vehicle to sort of whet that appetite in me even more. Mm. And yeah. Yep. To, to missions. To missions, yeah. Anywhere in the world he sends you. Anywhere. Amen. There's a lot of places here represented, yeah. <laughs> so you may end up traveling with some of your schoolmates back to their homeland. Well, amen. We thank you. She was in the choir. Christina, choir plays a lot, or music plays a huge role in the life of the believer, obviously, and certainly here at Summit. Uh, tell us how you see music uh, playing its role. What role does it play in the context 
of worship in Summit? At Summit, I feel it plays a very important role. I think it plays a very important role for life in general, for especially as us as Christians. Everywhere we go in the world, you will find music, no matter what country you go to. I think it's even seen in the students that we have here. They come with their, their styles, their cultures. But for us at Summit, I think it plays a big part because we teach, you know, that worship is, it's more than a song. It has to be a life that is given to the Lord. It's adoration for who God is because he's God and he's worthy. And I think just, and then we, our description of worship that we even live our lives to honor God. And we see that in every day, whether it's doing our jobs or whatever we're doing, that we're honoring God. And when we come into our chapel services and we gather together and the, the music is a vehicle that God has given us to glorify him through that. And it's a great time for us to gather together and as one body, as one voice, lift our voices to the one who gave us a voice to sing awesome. to our creator. And it's just, if you hear people, sometimes when the music dies down and just our voices begin to call out to the Lord, you hear them crying out in, in their languages and they're, you know, just crying out to the Lord. It's a beautiful thing. And I think it brings unity in the body when we gather together and we sing to the God who created us. It's a beautiful sound and I know heaven echoes with it. Amen. Amen. Tonight we're going to hear some of that uh, here in our service tonight. Again, Mount Zion, or excuse me, Summit, will be ministering in song and in testimony and in spoken word or in the preached word as they uh, do every year uh, when they visit us here at Times Square Church and we're excited about that. Um, so, so worship, music plays a huge role and obviously it is an act of worship. It's one of many acts uh, of worship. Can somebody in the student body give me another example uh, or give me another act of worship that's not musical? Because tonight you're all going to be singing. Um, but I'm assuming that everybody in here is not a singer. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> now that's an assumption. I could be dead wrong, but I'm assuming that not everybody is singing. What's another act of worship that you feel? For me, it's just, just being there for my sister and just listen to her when she's crying or she's just pouring her heart out and just being there and just giving just that hug and just that comfort and just letting it all out. I think that's another type of worship, just just having an open ear. Okay. My name is Jacques, and as you said, I interned here. And for me, it's just, you know, as my sister said, just spend time with other guys, other classmates, and for us as people who from Rwanda, Africa, we love just dancing for the Lord, just not just singing and have a good time. So we love that. So from Rwanda, there's a lot of dancing going on. Is that a part of your worship activity, if you will? That's correct. Right. So if I asked you to dance right now, I would... Uh... <laughs> I, I, I'm just curious. I'm just curious because on a previous podcast, we, we, we did a podcast with all of our choirs and we talked about uh, various styles of worship because, you know, we've got a little over 100 nationalities here at Times Square Church, and we talked about various styles of worship. And one of the gentlemen who happened to be from Africa stood up and said, you know, in Africa, you know, part of our worship, man, we, we dance. And everybody thought that was just awesome. They, uh, some thought it was a little funny the way he said it, but it was very real. And so that is, that is very much part of the culture in Africa, am I right? Yes, that's correct. It's 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 act it's active. It's not a silent worship. You're never sitting on your hands. I've been there and I've seen it. I'm just like, man, these people go all out for God. It's it's gung ho. 
So I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to ask you to dance. I was just wondering if I asked you to dance, what would it look like? Well, culture. <laughs> you you normally see more than one person dancing. It's not always just one person. It's a collective act, and from there, that's where the joy comes in, and and that's where we have in worship most of the times. And and why do you dance? Um, for me and most of the people back home, we realize our life sometimes can get harder, but it's when you're dancing from the Lord and just expressing yourself. Freedom just, just started breaking in, and you express yourself to the Lord. So that's a way you express to the Lord and just let it go, everything, the hard life, problems, and that's how we normally do. Amen, amen. We're going to see some tonight. You, you think uh, you're going to do a little dancing tonight? Or? Well, I have 136 <laughs> students, so we definitely going to go down. <laughs> I said earlier that, of course, uh, I, I assume that not everybody here is a singer. Are you a singer, sir? Uh, no, not really. No. <laughs> tell us your name and what you are. Uh, what, what I am? What do you mean what I am? <laughs> I, I could give a couple examples of that. I'm a, I'm a son in, in Jesus, the body of Jesus Christ. Uh, um, my name... For those of you who don't know me, all these people know me. My name is Malachi Pry. Um, a second year at Summit School, National School of Ministry. Um, one way other than actually singing and worship is, and sometimes it's like when you you have you have a struggle and you ask God to to like to give you the the antidote, so to speak, of that that pain. It's like when He actually takes it away from you. You can't you can't help but just be like sitting there or just saying in all like awestruck wonder and there's like of how good really God is and sometimes I'm I'm there I'm just like sitting in my chair reading my bone I'm I'm and I'm saying I've asked God to take something away and he takes it away right then and there and he's like you just can't help but sit sit there in his presence and just realize what he's just done for you and you can just sit there in adoration and just say God you took this from me God you set me free God you've you've relieved me of this you've you've taken my pain and given me you know, relief. You've taken my sorrow, given me joy. You've taken my anger and given me peace. You've taken my worry and you've given me contentment. And it's just, it's like, it's amazing those times when God just suddenly he comes over you like a shadow and he just like, he's like, so many times we've heard at our school, God's like an armor bearer to us. And he's like, I got your back. And that's just, it's a comfort sometimes praising God just in the silent times, just knowing what he's done for you. Amen. Amen. Singer? Um, well, my name is Haley Cook, um, and I'm a second year at Summit. Um, and I used to be a singer. I actually used to lead worship at my church. Um, but unfortunately, two years ago, I was um, in a very bad car accident and lost my voice. So, But um, being at Summit, I am truly learning the heart of worship, what the heart of worship was. And I know when I used to lead worship, it was all, always about the way the music sounded and what chord or what tone like the tone was and the way you played and what it sounded like but now it's more of what's coming from the heart and mm-hmm. um genuinely how i'm worshiping the lord through my heart and not about the way i'm sounding the way my voice is sounding because right now it's definitely not sounding good but um it's from the heart 
and I know that it's a, it's, it's a genuine thing. It's a genuine yeah. worship. So, If you had to sing right now and tell the Lord how much you love him, what's the first thing that would come to your mind? What's the first song that would come to your mind? How he loves us. Sing it. He is jealous for me. Love's like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. When all of a sudden, when all of a sudden, I am unaware of these afflictions eclipse my glory. And I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. Oh, and I'm Attention junior high school students ages 12 to 14, junior high ministry takes place every Sunday in room 316 at 10 a.m. Come worship God, get into his word, and let him take you to a higher level. And high school students, there's a small group especially for you in the education annex on the second floor at 4 p.m. Study God's word, build new friendships, and openly share and discuss life issues with your peers. For updates and details, visit our website, tscnyc.org. TSC, music radio, where God is. Christina, what is one of the biggest difficulties with serving a group this size, a group that's not all musical? When we come here, uh, you mean when we come here to sing? Well, at any time. I'm sure there's some struggles when you're there, too. (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the biggest difficulties is um, 
knowing sometimes what songs to sing, even uh, knowing the ones that may be very unfamiliar with some students from around the world, which are songs that I've grown up with my whole life. And I'll say, let's sing this. We all know this. And they say, no, we don't know that song. And it's ones I'm very familiar with. So even just uh, keeping, you know, being careful about introducing so many new songs and uh, being aware of all the different personalities and even for the different people that do come on the worship team, they play differently. They are different styles and it's how to work with that. And even we're not all non-musical, so how to make worship in our chapels an atmosphere where even those who say they can't carry a tune feel like that they really realize worship is from the heart and they enter in with those who can sing with the best of them. But it's a place we're all safe and we're all able to worship because worship's from the heart and creating that atmosphere that it's truly a place, a level ground that we can all lift our voices. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. We all lift our voices together. So I think that's one of the difficulties is just meeting that across the board. Would you all agree in this room, would you all agree that because you don't have professional musicians amongst you, Christina's already declared that she's got no professional background, neither do I, as a matter of fact, um, um, but that would you all agree that, you know, when you do come together collectively and because your worship is from the heart, that it supersedes any musical elements and it supersedes any musical failures or, or, or musical lacks, if you will. And, and that when you come together that, cause I've seen you guys on a, on a Tuesday night here at Times Square Church and I've seen you out at Summit and man, the power of God is incredible. And I would rather have, you know, uh, a student body or a body of singers and musicians who, are not so skilled but have a genuine heart for God than to have 500 professionals who don't love the Lord. Does that make sense? Yeah. G- give me the smaller number who love God, who really want to pursue him. Do you feel like when you're in worship, I mean, incredible things happen, and you know you're off key. You know you're singing in another, you know, you know you're in another key. Anybody have that experience Yeah, way in the back? Come on, Martha, put both hands up. Yes. No. <laughs> Come here, Martha. Martha's one of ours. We love her. She's a, uh, I know you guys have, uh, I got a call on her because I know she has added a uh, spice, if you will, to Summit. Welcome home. Martha's from New York. It's and, good to uh, be home. She's one of us. What have you found as this stark difference between what you do or what you did here in New York City and now what you're doing in Pennsylvania? One of the things I can say, and I wouldn't really call it a difference, but I would say it's a continuation of what we did here, even as a member of the Youth Praise Choir, is that worship has to always be for real. And one of the things I always remind myself is the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. So when I go into worship, when I go into prayer, when I just lift up my hands, I have to stand in awe and respect of the Lord and say, you are here, my God. This is the place where you live in the worship of your people. So if I'm going to praise you, if I'm going to worship you, I'm going to give you my 110% because you are real. You are here. You are my God. And I can give you no less because of you. I'm living because of you. I'm walking because of you. I'm talking. God is real. So every Everything we give him should be genuine and authentic. Amen. Amen. What would you say to uh, the listener? There's a listener tonight who is con- contemplating either a local theology or local seminary, rather, um, and, and you're here with Summit International. You've had some opportunities. Perhaps you could have gone to New York Theological. You could have applied to some local seminary, but you chose Summit International. How do you feel about that decision? And and speak to a listener 
uh, who's contemplating school. To that person who is contemplating a ministry school, I want to tell you to choose one where you will get to know God on a personal level where it's about relationship and it's not just about religion, where it's not just learning about what ministry is, but doing ministry. And one of the things that is always emphasized at Summit is that ministry is living for the benefit of others. So if you're going to go someplace, go to that place where you're going to learn that it's not about you, it's about other people, where you're going to learn that God must increase and I must decrease, where you're going to learn I will exalt him And learn how to walk in humility and meekness before the Lord, which is not timidity, it is not weakness, but it is in the strength and the power of God. And if you're going to choose a school just based on reputation or fame, know that the only person who ever brings reputation or fame is God, and that's always back to himself. So in order to go, if you want to be in ministry, or if you want to take ministry out to people, or just live, as my sister said earlier, just live for God, then go to some place where everyone is about God, where everyone is after the heart of God. Don't go someplace where they are seeking the man. They're seeking the next um, Pastor Carter Conlin or the next Pastor David Wilkerson. But go to the place where they are seeking after God because this is the eternal life. It's to know God. And I know that I want to know God, and I know that every single day that I'm at that school that I'm learning more about who Jesus is and what he wants for my life, and I can turn to him and say, my father, what is your will for my life? And I'm willing to just go there. Thank you, Martha. We've got the worship team up here or various parts of the worship team. And you mentioned, Christina, uh, that you guys share, I don't know if it's weekly or monthly, some some writing time when you get together and you write songs or you submit songs. Is that what's happening? They have a music club that meets uh, every Monday night and they get together and do jam sessions and share songs and things like that. How many of you are part of that music club? Wow. Okay. Let's hear. Let's let's, let's get uh, Polly. Tell us a little bit about this music club. Well, we meet Monday nights, and two second years are actually our leaders, and they're both on the worship team, Tim and Jeanette. And basically, um, it started off, we just kind of talked about what we wanted to do. But we meet, and um, we go over songs that maybe someone has written. We always have an opportunity for someone to share with the other group if they've written any songs or poetry even. And then we might break off into groups and work on instruments if people want to learn more about guitar or piano or singing. Whoever is more excelled in that area will kind of take a group of people and they'll just work on it with them um, in a small group. And so okay. it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So any songs come out of that writing session? Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't. I haven't had any new songs, but a couple of my friends have, and they're really amazing. And have you guys incorporated those songs in your worship services? Yet? Not into our worship services yet, but I'm sure that can probably be arranged at some point. Awesome. Now, one of your one of the young ladies uh, who interned with us, she also served in our, our children's ministry. Uh, where is she? Angela. <laughs> now, now. Now, Angela, excuse me, Miss Angela, because that's how our kids refer to her, Miss Angela. Uh, my daughter thinks highly of this young lady. and um, uh, I think highly of her, too. <laughs> <laughs> and Angela wrote a song not long ago, I believe, that we just did in our service a few weeks ago. Yes. Tell us how that happened. How that song, how that song came about. 
Actually, I wrote that song my first year at when it was called Mount Zion at Summit. Um, how I wrote that song is I was sitting in my dorm room and just spending time with the Lord. And um, I was actually a little discouraged. <laughs> I was looking back at my life and I was thinking, God, everything that I have touched in my life has, has crumbled. And I was looking back at the things that I've done and, and just realizing that I've tried to make a lot of things in my own strength. And I've seen it all just wash away or just crumble. And I was talking to the Lord about it. And then he led me to Hebrews 12, which is talking about um, how we don't come to a mountain that we can't touch anymore. Uh, talking about uh, Moses and, and the people and how they wanted to approach the mountain of God, but they couldn't. And that's really how I felt. God, I want to I wanna, um, be with you, but I, I feel like I can't do it in my own strength. And, and he was reminding me that he made a way. <laughs> and uh, also I was reading Matthew eleven twenty eight, where it's talking about, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And God just comforted me with that. And right after that, he gave me that song, A Better Word. And um, also in Hebrews 12, it says, Jesus' blood speaks a better word than that of Abel, speaking of, of works and how his blood was the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. And we don't have to strive in our own strength anymore. But he's made a way. And it was so encouraging to me. And that song came one line after the other on paper. And he told me, that's your testimony. A better word, a better word. Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. So, amen. Amen, amen. <laughs> now, how did Michelle get it? Did you give it to her? Did Michelle, how did she find oh out Oh, my goodness, it? it was so crazy. <laughs> and by the way, Michelle is our, my assistant music director here at Times Square Church, and she uh, administered that song one, one Sunday yeah, night. Yeah, it, was, it was actually just about a week and a half before internship was over. And I had been praying previously over that song, and just because I, I knew it was the Lord's song. I, I feel like I can't even take credit for it. And I was just praying for the, a couple of weeks prior to that, God, take this song wherever you want, wherever you can use this song to minister to people and encourage them, just take it, it's yours. And uh, about a week and a half before internship was over, we were in our last Five Stones meeting, which is a volunteer ministry here. And we were praying and saying, you know, goodbyes and everything. And after I got done praying, Lisa Cammy said, Angela, you want to sing us a song? And I didn't know what song to sing, and one of my friends suggested, sing a better word. And so I sang it, and one of the girls in the ministry was really touched by the song. She said, I want to record that on my iPhone. <laughs> I want to learn it. And so we arranged a time to record it on her iPhone in Michelle's office <laughs> after I got done in, in daycare that day. And so we're in there, we're trying to record the song on her iPhone, it's not working, it keeps uh, messing up, and finally the third time, in walks Michelle, and she listens to the whole song, and it touched her also, and, and she could tell that it was a song from the Lord, and that it was anointed by him, and, and she said, I love this song, you need to copyright it, I'd like to put it on the worship list. And so we arranged a time. Uh, it was like two days before I left, and we copy wrote it, and um, she sang it that evening. Amen. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> 
So songs are being birthed, lives are being changed. Now, I'm, I'm going to go back to this music club real quick, and then we'll wrap this up. Now, the music club, you write, you bring songs together, you, you, you find, are you also finding new music and listening to stuff? I mean, how are you, what else is happening in that circle there? Oh, uh, yeah, in music club, we, we write songs, and Jeanette, she's, she's just uh, encouraged me definitely to write songs. I never actually tried to sit down and write songs. I've written four or five songs just this, this semester that I'm, that I'm really happy about, and I just I think the Lord could really take them and use them. But, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't listen to a lot of new music because, you know, it's one of the things about being unplugged. We don't have new stuff, but, but the Lord gives <laughs> But but the Lord always provides something to satisfy our souls. Now, now, now you know you're going to have to elaborate on this because for students who don't come to Summit or are not familiar with Summit, uh, unplugged means you literally pull something out of the wall. So you got to elaborate on that. Tell us about the life at Summit. Well, at Summit it was it was difficult to get used to at first. Um, but we don't have iPods. We don't have internet connection. Um, we don't have cell phones. And this is just something that uh, just really helps us just focus on the Lord because these things are distractions and uh, these things can really hinder us and distract us a lot. And you really realize it coming here, even going back home and on breaks here in New York, you see people and they're not as connected to each other sometimes out on the streets and everything. And uh, it really helps us to connect with each other and with the Lord. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm sitting up here with an iPad and uh, (laughs) plugged. (laughs) Uh, But that is wonderful because I, I, I wish there was a summit around when I was growing up. Um, for me to jump into. But of course, when I was growing up, we didn't even have the internet. So <laughs> See, some of you have a life of the internet. You've always known it to exist. I remember when it was first on the planet, in a sense, and uh, I'm not that old, and the internet's not that old either. So, um, But it's so funny because I can remember life without it. And then I remember getting my first computer, which was a beast. It was like this big. <laughs> You know, for three thousand dollars or so, and I think I was paying for it for like six or seven years. And it didn't even have a hard drive. It, you know, they didn't even have hard drives. They were just two floppy disks in the front. So uh, times have changed, and now we got stuff like this. So at Summit, you're unplugged, no iPods, no internet connection, no cell phone. So you are really in a place where you have to seek God or lose your mind. Am I right? All right. And what? <laughs> And what a wonderful place to be because you don't have all of these distractions. You don't have the, the, the ringtones flipping and flashing in the middle of service. In this room and in this podcast, I didn't even have to ask you to shut off your cell phones <laughs> because you're not even there. But how do you cope? And this is, I want to wrap this up. How do you come to New York City? How do you walk down Broadway? And you see everybody with a cell phone. They're talking on them. They're walking down the street. They're texting. They're not paying attention to traffic laws. They're walking out in the middle of traffic. I mean, how do you how do you cope with all of that? I mean, and and I know somebody's going to give me the obvious answer. It's the Lord. Uh, but before you give me that one, give me some other uh, uh, answers. How do you cope with that? How do you come to New York City um, and, and, yeah, yeah, and deal with that? Uh, well, when I come to New York City, I, that's actually a chance for me to breathe and get out. Um, uh, one of the things that I, I think, if your question was um, asked me correctly, 
I think one of the things that helps me when I look at people like that, I think of how much privilege, how privileged I really am to have this time for God because I know that because of my first year, God has changed me so much from being unplugged so that when I look around at other people and see people that are just um, seeing so much of this uh, world and um, getting inside of their minds that God had God had chosen me to go to Mount Zion, I mean Summit now, so that I can actually get to know him. And when I know him, I, I know that I can be confident to portray him correctly into this world. So, Anybody else? Yes, sir. I would say, that, yeah, we're, us- we're usually used to these things and we rely on them. In fact, like we don't, <laughs> some people think, oh, you, you hate your cell phones and stuff. You think it's the devil now or something? You know, of course not. But the thing is, it's, it's nice to get rid of all those things. Of course, you think, oh, I really need it and all that. But when you actually get pushed away from it, you see that the only thing that you could rely on is God. And the fact that, like, and w- when we get our cell phones back and stuff, it's nice and everything. But it's like, when we, when we don't have it, like, we know, okay, I keep on repeating myself. But we know that we have to w- run to God. And we don't realize that when we always have that. We don't realize that, uh, you know, we always run to that, like, oh, call a friend up. You know, I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling bad right now. I'm going to call up a friend, and that's going to that's gonna help me out. But now all we have to run to now is God. And then we realize that he could solve any problem, and not that music, not, not people, not friends in our lives. And it's actually really nice. And, in fact, I think it's a relief. I kind of like not having my phone anymore just because, because I use it too much, you know? And then it's nice to find something else. So it's changed your lives to not have to be plugged in, in a sense. And then you realize that you're really not missing a whole lot, you know, and that the one thing, and what you do come to find is that the one thing that you cannot live without is his presence. Am I right? Amen. And that's kind of hard to find in a cell phone, in an iPad, or in an iBook, or in an i. It is kind of hard to find an i, period. <laughs> Am I right? And you are not defined by what you have. Amen. And how many cell phone minutes you have, right? That's <laughs> true. Not defined by that, but you are defined by that. Joy, my King, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because Music with a Mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet for live tweets during every podcast interview. You can even tweet your questions for our podcast guests by using the hashtag MWMPodcast. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. 
Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us next time on Music with a Mission. <laughs>